From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Eisner talks to us about how data can be used to tell the full story of how an athlete or a team progresses through an entire season, some real world insight into what it's like to change your career identity into something that matches your personal values, and the importance of developing an inner circle of people that include perspectives that are both inside and outside of the profession. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always been, made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones that's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information, on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 
2.0. Today, I'm joined by coach MT Eisner. She is currently an applied sports scientist at Kitman Labs. Prior to this, she was an assistant director of sports performance at the University of Colorado Boulder. She's also had stops at the University of Denver, the NSCA headquarters, the Air Force Academy, and the USOC. Welcome to the podcast, coach. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit more about your role at Kitman Labs? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually joined Kitman in September. Um, interestingly enough, I was on the practitioner side of Kitman Labs um, when I was at the University of Colorado for the last two years. So um, Kitman, just in general, you know, kind of for those who maybe don't know, uh, we are an AMS data analytics EMR solution for um, organizations and, you know, essentially just enhancing, right, tearing down silos, improving communication you know, working with shared intelligence around supporting athletes, right? How long can we keep, um, how can we use data to, you know, maximize your athletic potential and longevity, right? So I've actually been following Kitman's story since 2017 when I had a chance to meet their CEO or our CEO, Stephen. Um, and I, I really have a ton of respect for them. And I, you know, I'm biased, obviously, but they're the best in the biz. And so when we actually partnered with them at CU, I was through the moon because um, it was a really exciting partnership in general. And CU continues to do amazing things with Kitman. So sorry, long story longer. So, uh, you know, I was on the practitioner side and then um, I'm fortunate enough now to work. So in that applied uh, performance specialist role that you mentioned, um, and essentially in my role, you know, I, from the, after the sales process is complete, I'm kind of your on the ground go-to individual that works with the organization from inception until, you know, however long our partnership will flourish. Right. So um, we partner with organizations to maximize their data and, you know, help align and, um, within, you know, their own organization to kind of augment that decision-making process. And so I'm, you know, if we partnered as an organization, I am your go-to everyday person. So I'm going to be the one who's going to help build um, your intelligence platform. I'm going to be the one who helps um, you come up with some, you know, design or analytics or kind of sifting through analytics and kind of, you know, sorting through how can we make this the best intelligence platform for your organization. Definitely. That that's and thanks for explaining it because when you first started, that was a lot of uh, abbreviations. That I'm just a humble strength coach, Sorry. so no, that's good. Uh, so what what have you seen both working with Kitman Labs as uh, you know a practitioner and then now being a part of their team? What have you seen has been the biggest, I guess, disconnect or ways that you help strength coaches look at data and get that communication out to everybody? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think that, and, you know, I would assume we would maybe all agree on this a little bit. Data is not going anywhere, right? The tracking of data, the technology around it, it it's only going to continue to grow. Um, and it's, it's not going anywhere, right? And a lot of times we buy into data thinking, all right, if I just own the data, or if we have, you know, catapult, or if we have polar, whatever the, these systems might be, right? It'll automatically solve X, Y, and Z problem that we might have. Well, great, but the data just is giving you. It's just that it's giving you data. But now, what on earth do you do with it? And I think that is a huge crux, right? So I have all of these millions of data points, um, you know, 
training load, ACDCs, and you know, whatever else you want to foot strike. You could, as we know, pinpoint this down to so many little things, but what am I going to do on a day-to-day basis that makes sense, that also helps to improve my athletes and helps to honestly improve my, my job as a strength coach as well, right? So our job is to keep our athletes on the field and make sure that they're competing, you know, day in and day out. Right. But how do we continue to do that? How do we allow the data to support us? So it's honestly telling a story with, with the data that we have. So we are, we're collecting all of this. So maybe we're collecting wellness questionnaire or wellness data from athletes. Great. Well, what are we doing with it? That's actionable. And can we now layer that wellness data on top of my GPS load? Can I now layer that on top of my reoccurring injuries or maybe my academic stress or, you know, so kind of taking a look at all of these components that maybe we're collecting both on the SNC side, but in the sports performance or sports nutrition side, the sports medicine side, sports psychology, and how can we combine them all to paint a picture for the athlete of success? And that's really what Kitman does, right? So we kind of try, we come in and we're going to say, all right, right. We let's, let's find out what's important to your organization. Where do you, where is your vision? What do you need from all of this? And then let's make this easy, right? This should, we should improve workflows. We should be able to say, all right, you know, you want to communicate with your coaches. You want to communicate with sports med, maybe admin better on all of these various areas. Let's create a platform that breaks down right? Those physical silos as well as mental silos, right? We might not all be in the same building. We might be running out to practice or whatever that might be and kind of making sure that we're streamlining those efficiencies. No, I think that's great. And I think it's, yeah, A, you had a good point is data is not going anywhere, but B, is what's important to you and let's find a way to get things all on the same page that tells the narrative of what your student athlete or maybe not a student athlete, but what your athlete is going through and how can you use that data to your advantage? So do you guys have preferred data points that you guys like, where, Hey, typically what we've seen across the board with the teams we work with, this is what is important or is it purely like, Hey, what do you have? All right, let's just gather it and make it, uh, make it work for you or is it kind of like look what do you have plus here's what we have and let's figure it out so it's a little bit of both right so if you've had a system that um has always worked for you fantastic let's just enhance that system a little bit better but a lot of times too as practitioners we all know this as strength coaches um you don't have time to sit and think about things sometimes, or you don't have time to reinvent um, processes that have already been created, but you just don't know what you don't know. Right. And so in a lot of those instances, it's great to go and say, um, Hey, here's an example of how another organization has been using similar data. And this is kind of a report that they've created or, you know, analyses that they have done. If you like it, fantastic. Let's talk about it a little bit more. If this seems useful or useless, right? Great. Well, you know, and so that's the nice thing too. We have so many organizations within um, Kitman and we're a global company. And so we're able to take a look across different organizations and say, hey, like what's something really exciting that org is doing right now that maybe would be useful for this other, you know, organization that has 
different sports, but similar components, right? Can we share, can we collaborate? Can we connect those two organizations together or can we just kind of help guide on that path as well? So, um, you know, you see both of it in that regard, you know, as a strength coach, obviously there was a plenty of ways that I like to display my data and, you know, you get used to maybe a way that a coach wants to view it. Right. And that's a big part of it too. Like how does the coach want my, to see my data? But then I'm also going to look on the side at all of these other different areas, but then when the possibilities are endless, it can seem a little daunting too, to be like, okay, I don't quite know what I want to do with all of this. I need a little bit of help. And that's where we're also there to help guide. Awesome. And what would you say was the biggest part of the learning curve going from practitioner to on the other side? Yeah. Sports, no, sports scientists. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my biggest learning curve has been, uh, in case you can't tell, I'm an extrovert <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> um, I couldn't quite talk to a brick wall for the entire day, but I might be able to, you know, get there close. Uh, honestly, interaction with people. My husband also works from home. He's worked from home for the last four years. And so it's nice, you know, it's nice to see him and interact with him. But it's, you know, for me, the biggest learning curve honestly was just, well, not that's not a learning curve, but, you know, missing that that interaction with my athletes. Um, it was just kind of, you know, that was there's still a little bit of like, oh, bummer, but I stay in close contact with all of them. I'm obviously still, I'm based in Denver. And so I get to see them and I continue to stay in touch with them. But, you know, on the other, the other side of it is just kind of changing your mindset, right? It's, um, it's, it's, it's a completely different way of thinking. And that's been really, really exciting to be perfectly honest. It's kind of the spark that I needed um, in my own career path and something I was looking for. And it's been really fun to be very challenged again, um, kind of feel like you're an infancy stage starting over somewhere where you're like, wow, I really don't know anything right now. <laughs> but um, there's an exciting piece of that as well. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slap belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. Oh, that, I think that's great. And could you talk to us a little bit about that decision-making because, you know, ever since COVID came along, there's been 
almost every coach I know has had that conversation with themselves and be like, look, you know, we're locked in quarantine for a while. Like what you just had to take that assessment of yourself and be like, Hey, you know, is this really what I want to do or how we're going to go better? Or like you said, it was a new challenge. And even, you know, I, switch schools you know i know other coaches that switched uh, where they were working or switched teams or they went to the private sector or you in your case you went to sports science what was that conversation like and could you walk other people through it because you're not the only one there's like i said there was a lot of people that switched it up and chose to be happy or chose like themselves coming out of the 2020 or 2021 and you know, could you help us walk through that process, what you did? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a really, really hard emotional toil. <laughs> for, for a, and I think that, you know, that's just being raw. It was, it was really hard. I, so, oof. Okay. So, you know, I got into coaching knowing that I, I never, my goal was never to be a long like a permanent long-term coach. And I know that might sound backwards to a lot of people, but, um, I, I really loved coaching. I was a, I was a collegiate athlete kind of got into coaching in that realm, but my goal was always to, to move on from it. And so I always knew I had some sort of end point in my brain, right? If you, if you enter, you know, kind of knowing that you're looking for the next step, it's, it's, it's a little bit easier to kind of make that transition, but I, was always wanting that next step to still be in athletics, right? So my goal was more of to be on the admin side to kind of go the SWA route, um, kind of look into that realm. And just that, right? COVID really gave us the time more than anything else to reflect. It was the first time that you're given, you're like, can't really work. You're kind of forced to shut down. And, and what else are you going to do? Right. You can only watch Netflix for so long. You can only yeah, right, right. <laughs> do Zoom calls with other people for so long until you're finally like, all right, let's deep, let's dive into like what it is that I'm looking for in, in those next steps of my life. And so I started obviously exploring in that capacity then, but was really wanting to kind of stay in that admin role of athletics. And then I got thinking more and more about it. And um, I'm married. I have two children. We have been in Colorado now for 10 years. We've built a huge community here. I'm like, feel very fortunate that my career has let me stay here. Right. But then those factors all, you know, kind of start to kick in. I'm like, well, if I'm going to move up the ranks of, you know, administration where I had a ton of support from my athletic director, um, as well as coach Inglehart at CU in terms of all of this, right. I was very open with them about this, but that's going to require me to move. That's going to require this consistent, um, long hours that I was kind of was finally able to get away from in my director role at CU, but still working on the weekends, still not having right. These consistent breaks for the kids. And, and so then that opened up new doors. So then I was like, all right, what else, what else is, you know, out there. And to your point, we know so many other coaches who have left, um, who've worked in the sport technology realm. And I called, you know, 10 to 15 of them and just said, Hey, like not even looking for a job, just saying like, 
what skills did you need? What do you miss about coaching? What do you love about your job now? Um, and, you know, taking their, their information and their advice and filling my buckets or emptying my buckets and kind of seeing where everything was landing. And um, so same conversation I had with Kitman and, but it just felt, it just felt right. Like the company was really not only it was a really exciting, it's a really, really exciting time to be a part of Kitman because they're growing and there's a lot going on. But I think in general, like that was more of the role I was kind of, I found I was geared towards, especially since it encompassed a large part of my daily job at CU, right? I was in the Kitman system a lot and I, and I kind of knew what it was about and I knew what I was going to be getting myself involved with. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just my... I could talk about this for a while, but the last thing I'll kind of touch on a little bit with this was that whole part of losing your identity of a coach. And I know plenty of coaches have talked about this. Um, and I think that if Marissa Davis and Candace Walls have to listen to me talk about this anymore, they were going to write my resignation to see you themselves. Um, but we've talked about it a ton, you know, with my, my great close circle of strength coaches is just where, right. You, you are this, like this huge identity that's really important. And I feel really important being tied to that. And that was the one that I had to get over. I had to get over, um, my identity of being a strength coach. Right. And how that happened, which is actually kind of comical. Um, our, my friend group our my husband and I friend group is mostly made of NARPs and some people who are not involved in athletics at all, um, don't really care about athletics, but we've known them for a really long time. And, and so my job has always kind of been cool or whatever. And so I met a new, I met a woman through our boys school and for like five minutes, I was trying to tell her what I did for a living and she like could not for the life of her grasp the concept. And we just like ended up laughing about it and just moving on. Right. And it was in that conversation that I said, Oh my gosh, MT get over yourself. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you do for work. Like not in the slightest, like that is a you problem and only a you problem. And so I think I really needed that interaction to be like, it didn't make like my job needed to make, you know, it didn't make me more or less of who I am. Right. Um, and I think that I, I needed that like comedy situation to say, okay, I can officially let go of, um, this idea of like being a coach, right. And kind of, and kind of move on and fulfill my buckets elsewhere. But, um, you know, ultimately in, that decision to move as well was, you know, and you have children, so I know that you can factor in on this as well, but when you're a coach and you have kids when they're little, it's actually so easy. And maybe somebody else out there is going to laugh and chuckle at me, but man, you can wake that baby up at five o'clock in the morning. You can coach with that kid on your chest all day long. Um, they get fussy, you just feed them. You put them down a little bit. Your athletes will play with them. You come home at 8 PM, you put them down. It's not that big of a deal, but then when they get older and they have schedules and they go to school, I'm missing out on their life two days a week. Cause I miss them in the morning and I get home too late where I don't see them. And when I am home, how excited they were that I was here was huge. And I'm like, I'm going to, I love being a coach. Great. But I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing a part of being a really good mom as well. And I'm missing a part of being a really good spouse. Cause my husband does most of the childcare. Right. And, and there's other ways that I can be a better person. Um, and 
honestly, changing jobs allowed me to do that. That was a really, really long answer. No, no, I, I think that is, is a phenomenal answer because it is a real answer. And I noticed that too, especially during the lockdown, when we stopped coaching, there's a lot of people I knew and a lot of people I could see their identity was, I am a coach. So now when we were locked down in 2020, like they're not coaching anymore. And they, there were some really big problems with some of the people I knew. They're like, well, what do I do? Like, what's my worth? I was like, you gotta be worth more than just a strength coach. Like there's so much more to it outside of that. And that's part of one of the reasons why we partnered up with better help. And I'm talking to a few other like psychologists and, and coaches that had a big important role of mental health and what's your real identity. And, and I think the really important thing, what you said is you chose to be happy. You filled the bucket you wanted to fill. And right now is being there with your kids. And I think that's always a, a very important thing. Cause you know, we pour so much into other people's kids that it's sad to sometimes see that you, some coaches don't pour into their own family. So I think it's important that you chose chose what made you happy and chose what fulfilled what, whatever your identity wanted to be. Um, so now that you're at Kitman, well, I know you, you, when you're at the university of Colorado, you worked with some pretty high level teams. I mean, they're all high level, but specifically like ski and, and cross country, they're prolific, like national champions. So what would you say is the one thing you took from the championship cultures at CU with track and ski that you brought with you to Kitman? That Isaiah is a fantastic curveball of a question. Um, you know, I, those programs are in particular, yes, they are the most winning programs in CU's history. And absolutely fantastic and phenomenal coaches, um, that have led them on that path. They couldn't, they are so polar opposite, which is very comical. Um, but they have one thing in common, (laughs) um, in that is that they're not allowed excuses to get out of things. And, and that's, that's honestly kind of like the biggest takeaway that I've taken from all of them is that those coaches in particular hold you accountable for what you, for what you have done for the decisions that you were making, the actions that you're creating, as well as being a part of the university of Colorado culture. And they hold that to the nth degree, right? You are here, you are, um, you know, we, you know, you're part of this institution. You're a part of um, not only that, but like the public eye of the institution as well. And so, you know, not that this has technically happened, but there is no doubt in my mind that if your top athlete on either of those teams messed something up, didn't go to class, um, became ineligible for some reason, broke a team rule, whatever that might be, they will set you. They will sit you for the national championship just like they would anybody else. So there is a a straight across even playing field. And I think that that just leads to such great competition within the squad that just naturally builds. 
right? Um, that anybody could take anybody's spot the next day. Um, and so you have to be competing consistently and it builds a fantastic culture with those athletes. I wasn't one of the athletes, so maybe, you know, maybe they can, they'll disagree with me, but that was kind of the big takeaway is that you are absolutely accountable for your actions. Um, and you, not only will you be held accountable, but you need to also, you know, stand up to your own accountability as well. And, um, those two programs definitely did a really fantastic job of building that um, and instilling that within their athletes. No doubt. I think that's always a good thing is, you know, every, I think every team has rules, but you really see the the elite teams are the ones that hold their athletes accountable, no matter, no matter who you are. And I think that's an important thing to take with you. Now you had mentioned previously when you were, you know, deciding to go to Kitman that you had, you know, Candice and, and Marissa, and you have a close group of, you know, strength coaches that, you know, you can have real conversations with. How important is your peer group or how important would you say is a peer group as a coach that's up and coming or like not, maybe not just peer groups, but also mentors? Yeah, no, wildly important, wildly important. Um, being able to just pick up a phone and just call somebody and know that they're going to give me um, raw, just their, their, their raw selves is really important. Right. And I think that that more than anything else is um, there's no barrier to the conversation, right? Like, you know, that close group that I have probably about five or six strength coaches that I know will give me an honest opinion if I'm wrong, they will tell me I'm wrong. If um, they will support me in whatever capacity that I need it. Um, and it's it's huge, it's vitally important. And I think that can be a hard thing to try to start building, but building yourself to be what you need in somebody else is kind of a great way to go about doing that, right? So what what as an individual do I value is really important? Well, I should be that as well when others are asking me to do so. Right. And so, um, one of those simple things is, you know, I, if you reach out to me, I absolutely will make time to talk to you. Right. Cause I think that that's really important. I have nothing to hide <laughs> really and truly nothing to hide. Um, and I am very happy and honest to, to help in any capacity that I can help, um, in that regard. And so just, you know, having those genuine, genuine individuals, um, is really important and kind of on that same vein of networking or, you know, your inner circle, uh, it's also really important to have people in your inner circle that are not strength coaches or who are not involved in athletics. And I know maybe that sounds like, Oh yeah, of course I'm T, but no, like having somebody in my inner circle who's in finance is actually really important because they think about business totally different than I do. And so being able to talk through a problem and hearing their solution is actually very, it's a very different way. It's maybe a little bit more analytical, but they come about it with different questions that, oh shoot, I never even thought about it that way. Or I didn't think that maybe this was how this is being construed or whatever that might be. Um, that's very important. So making sure that your circle Great. It's it's great to have those mentors within your profession, but I think it's also really vitally important to make sure that the, you have mentors outside of your line of work as well. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, 
we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.